Hello and welcome to the Gospel Everyday Podcast, following along with the Mariner's Church Annual Read. There is unlimited grace for us today, no matter what happens because of who Jesus is and what he has done. I'm Aaron Kerr, your host for today. Today we're looking at Proverbs 8, verse 15 and 16, and it says this, By me kings reign and rulers issue decrees that are just. By me princes govern and nobles all who rule on earth. Years ago, there was a popular Super Bowl ad from Cars.com, and it tells the fictional story of a wonder child named Timothy Richmond. And from his earliest years, Timothy displayed an amazing level of confidence, and his confidence came from knowledge. For example, as a toddler eating in his chair, he saw a pan of food cooking on the stove catch fire. And knowing somehow that uh, baking soda puts out fires, Timothy calmly threw his rattle at a box of baking soda located on a shelf above the flaming pan, knocking over the box which poured the soda into the pan and extinguished the flames. As a boy about to learn to ride a bike, Timothy stands straddling the bike as his dad prepares to put on the training wheels. Timothy says, balance, momentum, and a low center of gravity. And with that knowledge fully absorbed before Timothy's dad can get the training wheels on, Timothy pedals the bike away and down the driveway. In junior high, Timothy confidently walks up to a teen on an Italian beach who has been stung on the leg by a jellyfish. And acting on his knowledge of first aid, he pours vinegar on the inflamed skin. He explains in perfect Italian that vinegar can neutralize jellyfish stings. As an adult, Timothy gets out of his car on a highway as a tornado approaches a bus full of cheerleaders. And using his knowledge of storm, cells, and tornadoes, he explains to the cheerleaders that they will be safe if they exit the bus and lie in a low-lying depression beside the road. Just as the cheerleaders and Timothy jump safely into the ditch, the bus rises in the air and is carried away by the tornado. So the narrator explains, However, as Timothy stands with a scared look on his face in a new car lot, when it came time to buy a new car, he was just as nervous as the rest of us. Then Timothy sees a cars.com sign and pulls out his cell phone, and the narrator concludes, So Timothy Richmond got his knowledge at cars.com, regained his confidence, and got the perfect car at the perfect price. So this little commercial illustrates in a real humorous way the fact that no matter how much knowledge and confidence you have in many areas of life, you can still be clueless in another important area of living. And for those in positions of power, this proverb is basically saying the same thing. No matter how powerful, smart, wise you think you are, whether you realize it or not, your authority and power is a result of the permission and power of God himself. Keller points out that God's wisdom in this proverb is on two levels. First, leaders are as effective to the degree they rule or reign by God's wisdom, that they're humble that they're free from the power of money, that they know themselves and the times, etc. Number two, all leadership, whether they realize it or not, it's not by their, their own appointment, but it's by God's appointment in allowing them. So for some of us listening to this, this may be a little bit confusing because frankly, there's a lot of mistrust and polarizing opinions about people in power, isn't there? I mean, how can God allow or appoint 
certain people to rule? How should we as believers respond to the teaching from this proverb? What do we see throughout the larger biblical story of how God works through sinful and even downright human leaders? So Keller cites numerous examples like Joseph, how he was unjustly treated for so many years by his own brothers, then that false accusation made about him from Potiphar's wife, being forgotten in prison, even after sharing the meaning of the king's servant's dreams and on and on and on, and then he finds himself second in command to Pharaoh himself. We're at the great reversal of the story in Genesis chapter 50 verse 20. He tells his brothers not to be afraid of him taking vengeance on all these things that they've done wrong. He says God used it all for his purposes to care for his people who were in Egypt so that they might live. I think of other stories where through the prophets God condemns his people Israel for their idolatry and after hundreds of years finally brings his judgment by other evil kings and nations like Assyria or Babylon or Persia. And then when you read the stories of Daniel or Esther or Nehemiah, we find servants of God who are in places to influence the kings they serve for God's purposes. We read about King Darius and King Cyrus who commanded God's people living in exile to go home, rebuild their temple, repopulate Jerusalem, build the walls, and not only that, pay for it out of the Persian Empire's treasury. We read about Jesus standing before Pontius Pilate. We find the Apostle Paul wanting to go before the different rulers to share the truth of the gospel, even though doing so would lead him to die in Rome. We find in 1 Peter, the Apostle Peter writing to submit to the governmental authorities, to do good in the face of coming persecution, which under Nero would cause Christians to suffer mightily. And the church has grown and exploded through all of this because God is ultimately the source and authority that gives all kings authority. And so this is a great challenge because on the one hand, for me, when I see our civic or political leaders make decisions that seem to contradict biblical values, it frustrates me. I want my voice and values to be heard and considered. But as a follower of Jesus, I can take comfort in the fact that I have a God who's bigger. And in the face of the most wicked rulers in human history, that moved, God moves powerfully to bring good out of evil for those that love him according to his purposes. So where does that leave us? Well, whether we lean to the right or to the left, to the middle or abstain, I found myself trying to do what Keller recommends more of, which is to pray for them, even for those who I don't agree with. And let's be honest, we don't agree on everything with any one leader anyway. But what if we prayed for them? Either way, God's sovereignty is at work and we can take comfort in that. But we also have a role to play. And at the very least, it is to pray for them. Will you pray with me? Lord Jesus, I don't want to just grumble and dwell on what's wrong with our civic leaders. I want to do my duty to vote and share my voice for what I believe is best for our communities, country, and world. But at the end of the day, I serve you, your kingdom, and, uh, and all that you have in your plan. I pray that you, as the source of all human power, and those in positions of authority would learn your wisdom and truth for themselves, that they would be given enough wisdom to allow us to live in a world where the gospel can be put on display and shared for your glory, starting with me. In your name I pray, amen. Thanks so much for allowing us to be a part of your day. 
please be sure to subscribe and share. You can tune in tomorrow for fresh new content. And remember, no matter what happens, there is unlimited grace for us today because of who Jesus is and what he has done. For questions about service times and more, you can access all information about Mariner's Church by downloading the Mariner's app at your favorite app store, visiting the website at marinerschurch.org, or by finding us on Instagram, Instagram handle Mariner's Church. Till next time, have a great day.